This is Extremely Live. I'm Micah, and today I am here with Maxim Stolenwerk. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Stolenwerk, yeah. I've heard people in the U.S. call me Stolenwerk, which I yeah. also like. I, I like it too. It's a, is that, it, it, does it have anything to do with that? Like, no, like stealing I don't think other so. people's it's, work? Actually, I don't exactly know what it means, but it comes from Germany, and I think it means like uh, either like carpenter or a guy who builds mine shafts uh <laughs> one of the two nice nice <laughs> yeah. uh uh my last name means lover of horses so either a, a horse like person or a guy who fucked horses we don't we'll never know wow phillips <laughs> yeah <The> philophile <laughs> yeah gross <laughs> wow so we've known each other for a little while now right a couple of years yeah um six years i guess that's wild yeah. time yeah. flies well uh, we... let's 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 introduce you to the world then so we met six years ago you you were we have a mutual friend who i think you guys met in belgium is that what happened yeah he was uh selected at a film festival that i was organizing um and we got along nice. and then I went to the U S and that's how I met you. And, uh, and we fell in love. <laughs> we had a whirlwind romance. Uh, <laughs> it was it, very, yeah. very difficult at first, yeah. but we, yeah. The, we the language barrier was so <laughs> extreme. <laughs> I taught, language I taught no love. How, wait, so, say what? Luckily, uh, luckily, uh, love knows no language. <laughs> so true, so true. Well, yeah. So you're a, you're a filmmaker. I I grew up, you know, wanting to. Um, when I was a little kid, my my aunt got us a video camera, and that's basically how I spent my entire childhood was making little short films and learning about claymation, doing stop motion, and stuff like that and that kind of led me to be become an uh an editor because i hated uh i hated that i had to get the shot perfectly in camera otherwise it, it wouldn't be what i wanted and yeah. so I, I learned about the concept of editing later uh in the di one i i missed the entire uh, uh what do you call it um uh, analog e editing era. I went, I skipped straight to digital, uh, and, and started learning on windows movie maker in the yeah, early me too. 2000s. That was my first, yeah. That was my first editing program as well. Yeah. Yeah. Solid program. <laughs> Just great. <laughs> Spitting out those windows media video files that everyone loves so much. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember the first thing I made was, um, was for a school assignment where I had to make like a, a French a video in French, like a mm. story in French. And we had to do it with the school friends. And then I made this whole Tarantino esque <laughs> thing that was like 15 minutes long. Well, it was supposed to be like a minute, <laughs> a minute long. I made this like sort of cross crossover between Jaws, uh, Midsummer Murders, if you know that, and Shaft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is jaws added... the shaft is the shaft a shark <laughs> yeah yeah kind of like 
and um, all in French. And I used a lot of Counter Strike sounds in because it was very <laughs> topical for me. Uh, I still remember using the Counter Strike like bomb sound that I took from the my Counter Strike copy. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know you were a gamer. You never. Yeah, I was. Gaming. Do you? Do you I still? Was, I uh, my biggest uh, my the heights of my gaming. Uh, my gaming uh, talents were in uh, Battlefield 1942. Oh, that's so funny. I played that too. Um, yeah, I was yeah. in a clan and all that shit. Yep. Took it way too seriously. Yep, back we, in the old days. We were like European champion in some ESL thing for really? like, uh, yeah. It was a, the clan became like, a, uh, that was just before Battlefield 2 came out. And then they made like this short film in uh in the game and it became really popular at the time i don't know if it was popular if, it, if i mean considering how youtube were, that was before youtube so i don't know yeah. how to how it was popular now but <laughs> on e-bombs um, world <laughs> yeah things like that <laughs> machinima what is that called yeah, yeah yeah uh and then the the clan got invited to dice studios oh to wow. see the new game and i was too young to come like uh, I was too young to see the, and I was really bummed. Yeah. yeah, what the hell? That's really yeah. cool. I think it's still online. It's called the Fallen One. Wow, it's a great, great cinematic, <laughs> cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. set in a video game. Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, you. It sounds like um, you and I had. Uh, I also made uh, videos for school when I. I was homeschooled, but uh, up until senior year, I asked to go to high school. And then as soon as I got there, it was all like any excuse to make video projects with friends <laughs> just to like get out of writing or or whatever. Yeah, but you must have already had like some knowledge then uh, if you already made like videos with, with your aunt's camera and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I mean, obviously nothing of any particular value but yeah i understood like editing yeah. concepts and stuff like that well that is valuable like in the last year of high school i think <laughs> yeah <I laughs> so a lot of people back then like didn't know sh i mean they don't know yeah shit. yeah it's true yeah that, that is that is true so what 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 made you interested in making movies because you've 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 talked about um uh you know you've you've mentioned to me before that there's um kind of American media is pretty popular uh, in Belgium. And uh, yeah. so you were exposed to a lot of that. But yeah, walk me through what what made you interested. Yeah, well, I grew up uh, um, before I went to school, which was at 8 a.m. I already had seen like four sitcoms. <laughs> uh, I woke up at six and saw four sitcoms. And uh, like American culture is so dominant on television now but also like uh, back then um that you sort of like already knew all these american tropes of of storytelling and sitcom and and movies too um from a young age and my mom worked at a video store she, so she always brought back a lot of videos and i could choose a lot of videos uh that were out of my age range from a young <laughs> age um and i think the the movie that really I mean, there's a, it's hard to, I always tell the same story because that's the thing I remember still <laughs> is that I was really like fascinated by 
was also the first video I actually bought that I didn't rent or anything. It was the Jurassic Park one oh, uh, yeah. when I was uh, seven. And then that kind of, I got so obsessed by movies. And first I was obsessed by dinosaurs and shit. And then yeah. uh, I wanted to become a paleontologist. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw like a making of of The Lost World 2, and saw how, how they did all these stunts with the, I mean, all these stunts and stuff and these fake dinosaurs. I really I think that is what like uh, made me understood what, that there's like a, a filmmaker, you know? Right. Uh, and so then I think like from then on, I was really focused already on, I want to be, I want to make movies. I want to know what this is. And then I think, but the first thing, the time I really did it was that school assignment in French, I think. That was the first time I was like, had a feeling, yes, this is my time. I'm ready. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was this never is my moment. At all, but that was the first thing that made me like, that made me very excited to do like school assignments. And, That's um, great. And then I went to film school, which was like uh, a bit of a waste of time, except for <laughs> except for the people in film school who also like wanted to do the same thing. And then, you know, that's interesting, but in general, like film school in in um, yeah, film school in Belgium is filled with these bitter like teachers <laughs> <laughs> who, who their career didn't go uh, how they expected it to like me now. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, a lot of like these political, like very politically active teachers who wanted to turn young students into Marxists and shit. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, even though that, even though school was not really useful, I started working on sets and working on sets is really like an experience that's uh, was also very transformative because it's like a family, mm. it's like a family feeling. If you do like a series or so, that's like a hundred shooting days. You know you start treating everybody kind of like family uh and you yeah. see each other every day for so long for such long hours um so that's like by working on set like as an art assistant like a set decorator assistant then um that also made me feel like okay i i really want to be on set it's not just like a theoretical thing that i want to do but i want to i want to live i want to just be around these people who make we spend so much time making these things that are, uh, yeah, that are very valuable to me, but it is not like, a, there's so much craftsmanship behind a movie that like, it's not really uh, understood by a general audience. Like the amount of trouble that can be had for like, to make like one set that is yeah. visual that is like in on screen for one minute or whatever. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then I started making short films and stuff. Uh, my first short film like um, won some awards, and then I uh, started doing ads, which I really didn't like. I, um, <laughs> I really don't like doing ads. And I worked as a screenwriter for some people, and um, like now, I recently I stopped doing ads, and I just made my the a new short um, on my own again with my own money, and um, trying to yeah just not thinking too much ahead just trying to make uh, everything that uh, is in my head and let it pop out as fast as possible <laughs> that's great yeah. i just watched your short you were kind enough to 
send me uh, a secret Vimeo link. Um, first of all, it looks like it costs a shitload of money. It looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. But yeah, it's actually very cheap. Uh, but it, uh, that's great. It's not a. Um, it's not a. It was a very like low budget thing that we shot yeah. over five days. Um, so uh, the the reason why it looks good is mainly because of the cinematographer. Yeah, uh, it looks Evo. beautiful, man. I was very impressed. Yeah. The the just the lighting and just the the acting was insanely good too. How did you find these people? Like they totally well, I, sold it. Still, like, how um, much can we talk about it? I don't want to like spoil stuff. I mean, I'll let we can you talk about everything except like uh, you know what. Yeah, yeah, the like, end. Maybe uh, you know what. But um... let's let's talk about the ending first. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, but um. <laughs> What did it mean, yeah, Maxim? Um, start, like, um, the actors were really, really good. I was really lucky with that because I shot the movie in a language I don't speak, uh, uh, in a country I don't know. Like, yeah, it's Bulgaria. Serbia or uh, Bulgaria. Yeah, and Sofia. Um, so the movie is, uh, yeah, is presented as a documentary. Uh, it's kind of a mockumentary about an, uh, the life of an OnlyFans girl. Mm. And how she deals with her family and her friends while being an OnlyFans girl. And um, um, yeah, uh, I wanted to do it in a country that was also very um, uh, distant from the audience right. that I was going to present it to in Belgium. So that Belgian people would think that it's a real documentary more, <laughs> that they wouldn't recognize the actors or, or, or whatever. So um, I then like went looking for uh, actors on Instagram in Sofia um, that just had like uh, like good faces or whatever and whatever I could find from actors mm. and yeah there were so many so many like good actresses there that could play the main part um, but when I found like the main actress uh, Vladinella uh, she's called funny name. Bloody <laughs> just <laughs> she introduced me to so many other actresses uh, actors and actresses uh that filled up the um, uh the cast and uh, I was really lucky cuz uh yeah everybody was really really good yeah I was extremely impressed like she sells it like you totally believe believe her you know like and a lot of just you know independently made short films it's just so clunky you like you can yeah. tell it's just like a nobody doing what they think acting is. You know what I mean? Like that she uh, even like the the bit parts. Like the mom was insanely good. Yeah, mom uh, is really good. The that boyfriend was, was really good too. Like he's funny. Yeah. It, like you can tell he's like insanely nervous, but like kind of excited. But um, he's gonna yeah, do was... a scene with his girlfriend and for OnlyFans. She's like yeah. so blase about it and he's like <laughs> psyching himself up, wearing a luchador mask to hide his face. <laughs> yeah, and the thing was uh, like I wrote the script in English, um and on set, like I I couldn't really tell what they were saying. I couldn't really tell what they were saying, you know, and I didn't really have time to always like go back and okay, so what was that that you said? So I really like um, we went through the script with uh, the main actress Fladinella like a lot of times, and uh, she she knew the intention of like every scene, mm. so that made me feel really confident in her that if she felt that it was good, that 
that it would be good right so but it was still scary for me because i didn't really know what was being said so right then after after we ha we had all the footage i had it translated in english and they like uh, to my surprise they were really like they stuck to the script very like um very tightly even though i said they could improvise if they wanted to mm. uh, if, if, if it uh, like felt better and um yeah it comes i mean i i really like uh i'm really like uh uh I'm, yeah i'm really grateful that i could work with like such great actors like mm. uh they were really good even though they haven't done much um like it was for the second female part uh it was her first movie like there, uh there's yeah. something about like um the the they haven't built up like the pressure of being an actor or something you know what i mean mm. like where it's like i got this is real i have to take it seriously and then they like are thinking more about that than just playing the part like, yeah i've seen that before where it's if it's someone who's kind of i don't know like they're more relaxed if they're quote unquote not a professional in a way yeah but they are i mean they but, are like professional like they yes are, like, yes they've done they've done uh she's done like a lot of short films and tv shows and stuff so and the the others also done a lot of theater and things so right. they were really professional um it's just I guess yeah it's always not the right word i guess it's just like the the um, yeah I'm they went through the the grinder a lot i mean they 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 went through the same process a lot and they have these routines in their head mm. uh, that they just continuously want to do maybe but um like in this case like uh yeah it was just um uh it was just a really like it was a really scary feeling to just give that much faith into actors you don't really know <laughs> <laughs> but in the end i'm really happy that i did it uh it was a very like uh it, it's not like it was a very like um it wasn't a, a, a long thought out passion project mm. it was a uh, like i wrote this in a week and then immediately I started looking for uh, like uh, producers, like people that could work on the movie, producers and cinematographer and actors um, and ways to do it in a foreign country. And uh, like, cause most of the time, like I'm an overthinker myself. So I always mm -hmm. overthink everything I want to write or do. Like this has to be, the, this mm -hmm. has to be great. This has to be a great short film or whatever. <laughs> Everybody needs to love me. <laughs> But with this, I, I was a very rough, um, a rough story that I had the feeling that would work. Uh, and I'm uh, and by yeah, and by doing it, uh, I makes made me think of like other stories as well. So it's really like, yeah, uh, it's really like uh, it was been, been a good process for me. This this movie. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Um, I'm just impressed you got it all together yourself. That's a lot of work. I know putting everything together um, is such a pain in the ass. Like I, I, I haven't made a big production type video in so long, just cause the idea of it exhausts me at this point. Like, yeah. but uh, you really went for it. Like how, how many people were involved, like getting it off the ground? Uh, getting it off the ground was, um, was me uh, uh, a Bulgarian line producer mm. um, that I looked for, um, and uh, yeah, the cinematographer was a huge part. Once I had the cinematographer, mm. 
the line producer and the actress, I felt confident enough to like go ahead full steam. Right. And, uh, and like, uh, there was still a lot of risk involved because we didn't have any locations and, and we only had the month to find all the locations and stuff. But mm. once that was good, then like we, like I felt confident enough to that even whatever it, it we, we would have shot, we would have something that I, that I could stitch together. Right. <laughs> coherent or whatever. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, but it was a, like, a, it was still like a, a risky thing. Like I always have it at a, like the day before, like I started shooting, I thought like, man, this was the biggest mistake. Like, <laughs> I wasted so much time and money into like something that is going to be shit. <laughs> and, and I had that feeling for the first two sh- uh, shooting days and then it like it sort of went away. Um, that's but uh, yeah, I, when, once I had a great DOP and and the, I had a great actress, that really like made me feel confident. And like like you said, like um, like filmmaking is like if you start the project, you know, you you have to be like the such a there has to be so much energy in you mm-hmm. to push all these people to like also like see your the story that you want to tell. And yeah. um, it helps so much if you have like a like crew that also like uh has the same energy which mm-hmm. I, it, not all like to be honest like it doesn't like always happen it usually doesn't happen yeah usually usually the crew is like okay i'll do this or yeah fine yeah and, it's just know, a, it a gig if they don't yeah give a shit. or it's just a yeah. gig or whatever yeah. Yeah. but um and that's what i'm kind of like i'm hoping that this short movie also like i don't know that i'm by the, by doing the short movie and maybe people that see it that I can find people who have like a similar energy, uh, similar drive to make st- stuff like that. So we can like collaborate on stuff. Cause even though like movies are like, you know, they're director driven usually, especially these short films. But it, I mean, it's, it's so like emotionally draining if you, <laughs> if nobody else is like pushing it forward, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. It is fun when you have a group of people who are just on board to do a good job and have fun. It makes it a lot easier to carry yourself or, like you say, have confidence in what you're doing rather than, like, being around a bunch of sour-faced, like, lazy people who are just there to, you know, get get paid or get a credit or whatever, and and they just don't care. And if I'm honest, like... You know, a lot of the crew was like that. I mean, it was a small. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I can also understand them because they, like, I was this random, like, Belgian guy going to their town shooting this thing, uh, where I didn't know any any Bulgarian. So they were also like very like they. I think most of them, including most of the actors, probably also thought like this was gonna be crap, you know? <laughs> uh, and. Uh, and I fully understand uh, that because um, um, we didn't have money for like an external monitor. So it's only me and the DP who really like saw what we were doing. So it was only us who really had like a good idea of like, uh, you know, that it, that it would look good. You know, right. <laughs> and um, I could feel like from the crew, like some certain like they they were often like talking in Bulgarian, like <laughs> and then laughing. And then when I came into the room, they they just stopped <laughs> <laughs> so i i kind of felt some like animosity at some times 
because oh, it was a boy. very like low budget thing with no it didn't feel like a professional shoot uh right. on set you know right which uh is is annoying also for me because i i don't like that it's just a money situation you yeah, can't like totally. yeah. um so but yeah uh just about finding locations was um how much set dressing was done because the the bedroom specifically was very cool looking like you know everything on the walls kind of felt like that kind of uh only fans weird fantasy uh caddier girl like was that already there did you find something or did you have to like set up basically turn it into a set like what what was involved yeah yeah no i wish like uh at first the 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 apartment we ended up using was the apartment of the grandmother of uh the line producer um and he like i wanted something i want i didn't want like an apartment that was very clean Mm -hmm. like uh like a a typical minimalist apartment that like uh, a young person would have today but something that felt very like lived in and yeah it felt like a twitch streamer's bedroom (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect (laughs) yeah that's really what it looked like a dungeon of sadness um (laughs) uh yeah and uh so the bedroom was like basically like a grandmother's bedroom like was very like uh like 70s 80s ish (laughs) um and we removed most of the furniture and then put in all these like uh more like anime styled yeah 20 year old uh k-pop loving uh (laughs) twitch girl um things <laughs> and um um yeah but it was it was hard because like finding locations is still like a process that i haven't really uh that i haven't really felt confident in mm. like i'm always super stressed if yeah. i don't have the locations and this location we had like three days before shooting so and that was like the main location so it was a very stressful process to get over your idea of what the location should be to the to the to the people looking for the location and um uh why like the set like the set dressing was done by by this really uh good bulgarian like uh art director and she was really like uh she was also like a late last minute addition because we felt like it wasn't gonna come through like we Mm. we weren't gonna have like um a, a good set so last minute i i found uh we hired this really good um uh professional art director who had time to do it just for two days and and she really made like the room like into a really uh believable and very visually interesting yeah room you know yeah sure that's awesome how how many it sounds like you had quite a few people involved like like 20 30 people what are we talking no 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 i think 12 12 probably i mean like uh just not the actors was uh dop a camera assistant uh uh the line producer a sound guy um makeup and costume uh so that's about and then seven seven to eight i would guess yeah something like that yeah and most of them were Bulgarians, except like uh, one, one, the except the DP who I who I already knew, and um, mm. 
um, one one producer guy I took from Belgium to support me and <laughs> really did support me. <laughs> yeah, because if you're alone, like it helps if you're also the numbers are important. Also, yeah. like if you're surrounded by crew that you don't know, it helps if you have like somebody that you you like kind of know a little bit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. I thought the uh, the restaurant was also an amazing uh, location with that huge mural behind them. Yeah, that was a good like that was a really good find, uh, and that's also we only had like uh, you know we could only be there for two hours mm. in that location. Then we had to go, and we were then a half an hour late. It took like <laughs> half an hour to set up uh, the the lights or whatever. Even though there weren't many lights, it was just like a light outside. But you know, like it, mm. it always takes longer. And um, then we rehearsed for uh, 15 minutes, and then we shot it in a half an hour, and then we had to pack up. So <laughs> uh, it was really like a a very like stressful thing. Yeah. And I really shot it like I because I worked I previously worked like on some reality TV mm-hmm. uh, and reality like cooking shows and stuff like that, and um, and reality TV like uh, has a really like. Uh, um the, the edit is basically already done almost on set you know right you just you don't have time to do things again also the people uh doing it again aren't actors so they would every time they would do anything again it would suck like, <laughs> they wouldn't be believed but um so i kind of shot this kind of like a like a yeah like an episode of some cooking show like very like very fast okay i got what i need now from this angle this yeah yeah, this again yeah that's how i prefer to shoot always even when uh (laughs) even when i don't have to seriously you can ask marshall you can ask anyone i'm like we got it it's good enough let's go let's go (laughs) just good enough (laughs) but that's day i mean i know like uh, it's it's a dangerous thing to do because you know you uh, you put a lot of confidence in yourself and your own ability on that moment to say like yeah we have it but you know it I mean, I'm not a big like uh, coverage guy in the sense mm. that I want to shoot it from every angle. But for actors, it's also not a fun way to act. No, because they, they have they to hate like, it. <laughs> yeah, they're not in their character. They're just like uh, on and off and on and off again. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I love that moment of the the grandmother staring into the camera like completely lost. Got a good <laughs> laugh out of me. uh that's my favorite moment too out of that scene and uh i'm glad it worked because the editor wanted to like wasn't a fan of that moment said maybe (laughs) we should like cut it out but i for me that was very like it yeah yeah it's just it's funny she's just like lost in her own world kind of not (laughs) not present in the moment with them um yeah i guess when i make stuff it's it's from the mind of an editor because that's what i do most and like i for me personally if like if the if the performance is right for me like sometimes the actors will want more takes or think they didn't get it but like i like it i think it was great and um i can already i i usually have a pretty good sense of what like what shot is going to follow the next shot and whether I need coverage or not. Sometimes I screw myself and like 
oh, I should have got like a, a, a reaction shot or a re- reverse angle or something. Yeah. But yeah, if, like I try and get through the shooting process as fast as possible just because I <laughs> absolutely dislike it. I really don't like it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's not the best way to do things, but that is my process. I mean, but um, like you're like uh, Clint Eastwood. I guess Clint Eastwood <laughs> also like doesn't like to do takes again. He's like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> we got Hell it. Yeah. yeah, I've I've uh, I've uh, turned my laziness into a process that I, I pretend is legitimate when making yeah. things. But the thing is, if you have in an ideal situation when you have people around you from production to location managers who make like the set uh, a pleasant mm. environment. Yeah. Like where there's no, like there's no pressure to move out as fast as possible. Right. There's no like, uh, there's no, like there's no very like hard deadline to get out of somewhere. I mean, that's a fun and that's a fun environment. If you have that and you yeah. have time, then it's fun to like, just try things again uh, and just, I like having time when I'm asked to act that that is fun to like just kind of ruminate yeah. and, and goof around um, on, on the performing side. It is definitely more fun. Um, yeah. And, and all, but kind of, it is like, uh, it is so important to like have the performers and just be comfortable. Yeah. You know, and if they're like happy and stuff, then uh, the crew is also usually like, more happy because if there's like a grumpy actor or whatever like who just brings down the mood of everybody because actors always are the spotlight of attention so if the crew notices that the actor is like uh uh you know just annoyed or just acting like a little (laughs) bitch then you know then that's gonna affect the whole crew i think yeah 100 and i think i could it's like you're doing all this work for this one person and they're still being a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, like it is weird how like it all revol- revolves around those people. Yeah. They're the, yeah, they're the, yeah. They're the focal point of, of attention. Like literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Weird. Actors suck. <laughs> actors fucking suck. <laughs> Um, who was it? Uh, was it uh, Hitchcock? Who's like their cattle? I just moved them yeah. around. <laughs> like hated yeah, actors. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever works. Like he made good movies, and I think like on Hitchcock movies, Hitchcock was always the star. It yeah. wasn't the actors. Totally. Even even if it was Cary Grant or who who the fuck it was, like it's they're in a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. It's not a, not a Cary Grant movie. Uh, it's not a James Stewart movie. It's this a Hitchcock true. movie, and they and everybody is just like he's such on in he's like so in command of the set, probably mm-hmm. like at that time that you know they would all it must have been. It's like Napoleon on the battlefield, probably. Yeah, you know? it's like I heard they, they had such awe for him. You know? Yeah, I, I I read somewhere that um, he was like meticulous in the storyboarding stage where he would literally like build the the shots he wanted precisely and so that when they went into shoot it was like literally like 
they already had the shot in their brains so that they could just get what they wanted immediately. It's just pretty interesting. Yeah, that's that's also what I what I what I mostly read about him that like it was so like meticulously storyboarded and so accurate to what it became in the final film. Yeah. And you can see that from like the shot the North by Northwest thing. If you look at those storyboards from that uh that plane scene there, uh, mm. you know, it's so so similar you know there's no there's no there's no improvisation there and even even in like dialogue scenes too like uh there's not a lot of like uh you know he doesn't because some directors like uh scorsese or whatever or or uh or or tent you know even you know they they look on the set to like what should be the best angle to tell this right uh, to tell this act to tell this scene um and they they block it on set but um yeah but hitchcock no he he (laughs) he had it all before i guess i bet i bet he also just had the budget to be like i'm going to make the world the way i want it you know like yeah just being able to just set everything up exactly the way he wants just because he has unlimited money essentially yeah i mean he was such a a rock star director you know mm. that he could attach i mean he could attach his name to a movie and it would mean more than you know than the cost so that's rare in movies he was such a yeah. like uh people went to see his new movie because it was a hitchcock movie right uh, and he had the show as hitchcock presents you know he was like synonymous with this morbid <laughs> with this morbidity and 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 in film at that time and uh yeah uh that's, that's cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> little uh little history there that's yeah. cool so what 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 is the filmmaking and and media scene like so you're no longer in belgium you're in uh hungry right now uh, yeah budapest yeah budapest uh, are you are you doing uh, media stuff there or just tell me about the scene of like like here in New York it's it's all like very much like news uh, more like news or topical type media gigs where you're uh, yeah. you know it's not like filmmaking there's some TV um, like you know the law and order shit but yeah it's more it's more um it's more of uh general media and and news type stuff here so what's the scene there like what 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 kind of jobs are there in bell well i i just moved to budapest and i don't know anything about the scene here at the (laughs) moment uh it seems very similar to belgium at first glance but in belgium like um like uh you know there is a movie scene um it is all of the movies are subsidized almost 100 percent like uh, are subsidized by the government um not entirely also by tv networks but like if you don't have if you don't go to the subsidy process um uh, and you don't get the money then the movie is probably not going to get made uh, Hmm. because there's no like there's no not a lot of private money in uh the movie industry there so um movies i think there's about um, I want to say like there's about like 20 movies being made a year there hmm. in Belgium and the rest is I mean is 
rest of the jobs there uh are tv mm -hmm. uh like there's there's obviously also like a some like drama tv shows but also like there's a lot of reality tv being made there um the same reality tv programs you have there are just <laughs> they have their version in, in in belgium or whatever um the real housewives and then you have of brussels yeah yeah exactly those things <laughs> uh exactly those things um and then you have the ad world too which is uh a lot of the same people mm. you know the crew is usually the same as as the tv or, or film that world is just uh yeah um but um I don't know like uh i uh i don't know i haven't been like i always felt like uh, i haven't really like broke through in the the belgian uh film world or tv <laughs> world or whatever i did some jobs there um but i the, the all the things that i was interested in uh in writing or or, or or making were always like sort of uh dead on arrival through the commission to the like film mm. commission so um I'm very interested in how it works in like uh, in the U.S. and and New York with like independent films mm. uh, and how they get financing. Probably like billionaires that they have <laughs> to suck off, I imagine. But, <laughs> but um, I'm sure that's part of it. Um, what I'm trying to say is I'm willing to suck off billionaires. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, then the United <laughs> States is the country for you, buddy. I love how uh, we're always like, oh, those disgusting Russian oligarchs. And then you like look at our fucking the way our countries run and who's buying people off. And it's like the Russian oligarchs would love to be an American oligarch who have all the fucking money. It's like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just yeah, absurd. Exactly, yeah. The amount of wealth. Maybe I should turn to Russian oligarchs. They need some. <laughs> this is PR. true. They yeah, some you, better they're not. Uh, they're not getting sucked off as much lately. They're. They're probably no, due. You know. <laughs> Would you make a movie that Vladimir Putin uh, directly financed? <laughs> No, I, don't, I could. That would be hard. I think I could. I mean, I would be so canceled. Um, even though in my, I would be like, yeah, if he would let me make whatever movie I want to make, then yeah, sure, why the fuck not? Um, but uh, then I have to think about being canceled for the rest of my life. Yeah, and having like a Nuremberg trial type deal where I have to answer for. <laughs> why did you make this? movie called putin's choice uh, no. <laughs> oh my god no. yeah that'd be a bit much i would suppose yeah but there are some cool stuff being made in new york at the moment i think like uh yeah there is there definitely is it's just like i think it's night and day as compared to la though like um just yeah. as far as amount of stuff being made at the very least yeah i've always been yeah definitely probably yeah. I've been told by a lot of people I should move to LA just for the amount of work there is. Um, I don't yeah. know. I just can't pull the trigger. A lot of my friends have. Also, what, what, if you're an editor, can't you like work on projects in LA from there? Or is it like, a... um, probably more so now, like, like remotely. Yeah. yeah. Probably more so now, but I think you do kind of need to like, 
at the very least go there for a little bit to meet the people and get in front of people. It's like every gig I've ever gotten has been like, hi, I got your name from this person. Do you want to talk? You know, it's like, it's literally is like, you have to meet somebody who's already in and they have to like you. Then they throw you a favor and then they're connected with other people. And then they bring you up to those people. That's how I've gotten every single job I've ever. That's the same with me. Every job I've ever had. I, I, I had this epiphany like a couple of weeks ago where I thought, okay, how did I get my previous job? And they all were like friends of friends uh, or something or somebody yeah. like suggested me. Uh, it's never like through an interview. Almost, like, yeah, no, for real. <laughs> never like... through like my work even, you know, they, they, they probably never saw anything I did. It was just <laughs> like, yeah, he's, 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 he's okay. He just <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like my, my first real, like, uh, TV gig was just a guy I knew who I agreed to edit his sketch, you know, just like his own personal sketch. So he knew I could edit. And uh, Hmm. he's like, Hey, I don't have time for this gig. I don't know what it is, but it seems like it's going to pay pretty well if you want it. It's like, yeah, put my name in. And it turned out to be like a, uh, a comedy central pilot. Like he didn't even know. He didn't even know what the gig was. I doubt he would have given it up if he had known. It's like, like kind of legit. And then I met, uh, I just worked directly with this producer on the, on the pilot who happened to also just, he was just working. He worked for comedy central for like 10 years at the daily show. So he was like in with all these people and we just got along just putting in like crazy hours, getting this pilot, uh, rearranged and figured out. And then he just over the years hooked me up with, pretty much every other gig I got was just cause this guy was like, people trusted him and he would put my name out there. Yeah. And then that just kept growing my like, you know, tree of people who would vouch for me in the industry. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. Just it's such there. a, it's such a like, uh, personal connections are just so, so important. Like, yeah. uh, LinkedIn really doesn't work in our, no. in our industry. That's why I'm like, <laughs> There's all this talk right now about uh, going back to the office. Like people are getting pissed because like rich people are like, yeah, go back to the office. What's wrong with you? And they're like, I don't want to go back to the office. <laughs> like there's all this discussion going on. But part of me yeah, like no work. What is that? The no work movement? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In China, it's the lie flat movement or no. Now that was the old one. That was the old one. It's evolved to the... Um, it it's like rot and die movement where they're like just lie and rot movement. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, that's partially like watching your movie. Uh, it partially that it brought up those feelings of like being in this modern world of like having to do something to make money and, and just yeah. not like, it made me feel like a whore watching it. Like, just like, I don't, want to do what I do all the time, but I have to, you know, like, uh, and I get, I get her like defensiveness of being like, ah, this is my thing. I'm doing it myself. I don't need these other people. Like, you know, like I, I do understand that mindset of like, I wish there was a way I could make, just pay my base level bills doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do, you know? 
Like it's, it's, it's the dream. Like people I think are still kind of obsessed with like being super rich or something. I'm like, dude, no fucking way. Who gives a shit? Like if you can just pay your regular bills and like have a little bit of savings doing something that you actually enjoy, like that's a gift from God as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. And, and like in, in some ways, like the character, like is really like, uh, you understand her and she's really admirable mm-hmm. uh, in a way that she just decides she doesn't want to be a part of like she doesn't want to go to an office and 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 pretend to like a job just to have a job to like money or something she mm. she she is her own boss in a way i mean i'm not saying i'm not recommending like uh, <laughs> like her work but yeah uh, it is like the mentality of a lot of of, of these models online is they're 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 self, you know, they're self-employed. They're doing what they want. They make their own hours, um, which is the attractive thing about this. You know, right. uh, the negative side is they're like kind of like selling their soul. Yeah. <laughs> but um, are you are you worried um, you're going to get pushback from the sex work is work crowd? Uh, no, not really, because I'm not <laughs> really because uh, not like I don't have any I don't have a lot of judgments on what they do like uh yeah, you know yeah. a lot of them do it like temporarily to just to just cash in quick and then do something else that they want to do or whatever right um i wouldn't like personally i wouldn't want it if i had a daughter or, or a son i guess i, I wouldn't <laughs> want it for them <laughs> it doesn't because i before i when i wrote it i like uh went on twitter a bit to see what that world is like yeah um the the sex work like and i also like talked with an actual like uh model online who did that ah. um and in real life and she um she said that was a funny conversation because she said like yeah you know what um it's a bit uh you know it's a bit stereotypical all the scenes uh you know <laughs> it's a bit cliche all the scenes and then i asked further and further about the individual scenes and all the scenes in the movie happened to her really and like all the threesome thing the 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 mom thing it all (laughs) kind of happened to her in the same way like after i wrote it like she said that so it's not like it's that far from you know the truth yeah from reality but um uh yeah i don't think i mean i don't mind pushback from i mean uh um, I'm, I hope that like I can talk to somebody that's uh, that wants to give me hell for it or something that would be fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, that actually because it's not cool. really it's not a malicious movie in any way. No, towards, uh, towards sex work or anything. Yeah, yeah. I also like the relation. I don't know. I I, I just want to be careful. I don't want to like reveal anything. No, but let's like. Uh, like maybe like because the the starting point for this uh movie was i was in a new city and i thought like huh maybe i can find a way to get to know the people in the movie industry here mm. by doing this, these small little documentaries about them mm. you know uh, and by doing documentaries i would get to know the people and then maybe like i could have a circle of movie f- friends here <laughs> but the more i thought about it the more i you know i I came to the realization how I dislike doing documentaries. You know, mm. I I just dislike being uh, 
like I feel like a parasite every time <laughs> I do it. And I I did it I did it for like TV and I did it for school too. Like yeah, um, I just feel like I'm not contributing anything positive to their lives, um, and I'm just taking their story and using it to like propagate yeah. my career. Uh, and that feeling was what I wanted to put into the short film that you yeah. had. You as a viewer, you kind of also feel like a little bit. Um, uh, you feel like you're a part of the exploitation a little bit. You know? Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, that you definitely pick up on that. Like, and there's like a good moment in there where you kind of spell that out a little bit with the yeah. conversation at the restaurant between yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the subject and the director. Um, but I won't go any further than that but yeah I, I i appreciated that because i also felt that way like working in the media industry especially like you know I, I i worked on like a late night comedy show and at first i was like excited because i i like um like topical jokes like yeah i i love that stuff it's funny to me like a lot of people shit on SNL, but I think uh, Weekend Update is hilarious. Like it's that's to me that's the best topical joke uh, segment on television, better than yeah, all the other fun. late or night shows. Funny. I haven't watched it in a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's it still good. It really is yeah. still good, even though you know they get a lot of shit. But like it's genuinely funny, and it's like it's hard to write a good topical topical joke that isn't just like the same joke you see on Twitter a hundred times and. They just do a very good job of it. So I was excited to be part of, you know, a, a topical comedy show. But as we as it was being made, I was just like it was, you know, it was when it was when uh, God, it was just like when Trump was doing rallies and stuff and they would just go out and just find the clearly like the dumbest person they could possibly find and just mock yeah. them to their face. And it's just like. Yeah, I don't agree with these people either, but this is like evil. Like this is just gross. And also, things like that are so easy because yes. you know, you if you have a crowd of a thousand people, it's so easy to find mm. like a retarded person there. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, that's what all that stuff is. Is like, and that's the other yeah. part of like making stuff, especially as an editor, is like selectively altering reality to reflect the message you want to put out is so evil and just i don't know i i just got to a point where i felt gross going into work every day and there's yeah. just that moment in your in your short just reminded me of that of just like being in that position yeah, and of that the person who's who's fucking with somebody basically like 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 yeah using them as a product when they're a human being yeah, and that definitely was the case when I did uh, reality, like these reality shows where there was, you know, they select these people, um, they screen them really well, they have these conversations with them, so they basically already know the person's entire story. Yeah, and then they they create these these scripts for how they want the drama to unfold, <laughs> yeah. uh, like beforehand, you know, and Ugh. then they push these people into that direction. And I was the one who had to push them into that direction oh, as the man. director. So, yeah, you know, like uh, in the beginning, I thought like, oh, whatever. They're all they these people just want their 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, they're having fun as well. And sometimes they did have fun. It was no big deal. But often like you, you had these people who were just like mentally a little bit weak. 
uh, and you feel a little bit bad for like pushing me, making them do stuff that they really don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, just the I manipulation mean, it, is just yeah. twisted. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, that, that kind of really informed the, this, this idea for this short film. And I'm glad that I could like, uh, just put it out there from the feeling I had in my head to like something concrete in a short film. Cause it's definitely like a topic I want to go further in. Yeah. Cause it's like also like, um, you know, the, the distinction between documentary and, uh, and fiction is also something that like interests me so much like mm. what like what why is there a difference why do people think documentary is more real than a fiction movie you know what makes it more real yeah. just because like it's it's not actors you know? yeah totally <laughs> yeah. and it's like you can do a lot in editing to change reality into like i said but whatever message you want to put out there and that includes documentaries by a mile yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. It is interesting. That is an interesting topic. Well, we've done about an hour. Uh, where, uh, when can people watch this thing? What do you think? Uh, I don't know when it's just ready. So you're one of the first to see it. Awesome. Um, I'm happy that you like it. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. There's a trailer out. Um, it's called Ilona's Bloody Body, the movie. And you can see the trailer on YouTube. Nice. Uh I'll send the link your way for now. There's no, um, I don't have a release date or any, I'm, I'm sending it to festival. So hopefully gotcha. a festival soon, but yeah, very nothing cool. Yet. There's a, there's this, you might want to look up this. Uh, I think they're based in Brooklyn. It's called no budge, no budget. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just followed them. I just okay. Followed yeah. Them. They, they yeah. might be worth, uh, uh, sending to maybe you want to wait yeah. until see what goes on with the, um, um, festivals but if you uh if you release it online with them i think they have a at least a decent audience which would be cool yeah. which is you know yeah they're really the cool uh, i just found them out yeah yeah all right cool well uh is there anywhere you want to send people uh you, you got any uh thing you want to promote uh you you want to shout you out can, your twitter handle whatever you want my twitter handle handle is at stolen work spell it for us <laughs> spell it for us S T O L E N W E no <laughs> at S T O L E N W O R K. Nice. Uh, and um, I have uh, the club video, uh, is online. oh, yeah, on YouTube. beautiful. Uh, so uh, go check that out. Yeah. Very, very cool. Thank you again for doing the show. That was awesome. Maxim flew out to New York City to do club video from the best uh, time of my life oh my god too <laughs> kind that was very fun it was great to see you and, and uh, meet your friends they did a great job um i wish i uh i i, I kind of want to do an uh, interview with uh thomas as well he's oh, yeah. very he's a very good sense of humor i uh i yeah, like his style fun. uh what does he do is he a media guy as well yeah, he makes. Uh, he's a really good motion designer. That's right. And, uh, I watched his. Uh, yeah. he, he submitted, I think, his reel basically, and it's awesome. It's so cool. His style. Yeah, you you should talk to him. He's really good, and he's. Uh, he's. Uh, he also has an interesting perspective on making stuff in general. He's totally different. Yeah. Like, uh, not as script based as I usually am, but more yeah. like from starting from visuals. Uh, 
Yeah, so, he, yeah. His, his style reminds me of those, like a really clean, slick, uh, like s- stylish version of those um, Monty Python animations, yeah. you know? Like the cutouts, the moving, uh, like the still cutouts of images kind of moving around, collage style. Yeah, yeah, collage Very, style. very cool. Yeah. Um, cool, well, I'll hit him up too. Uh, well, this was really fun, Maxim. It's good to yeah. talk to you. Uh, thanks for having me on yeah definitely i'm excited for people to see your short it's really good looks like a real movie maxim oh my god oh my god it's gonna be a real lyric (laughs) all right dude i'll uh i'll hit you up when i'm in europe next time we'll 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 meet up let's do that you're listening to extremely live We're an ad-free, user-supported, pirate live stream. If you're getting value out of the stream, here are some ways to send us value in return. Text our URL to a friend. Follow us on Twitter at ExtremelyLive. And donate at Extremely.Live slash donate. All donations $10 and above will receive an on-air producer credit and have their emailed note read live. Help us keep this thing going.